Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Pleased to be joined. I believe he is in Sweden right now. Uh, but Patrick Russell joins us right now on Oilers Now. Patrick, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Good. Are you in Sweden? No, I'm actually in Denmark right now. So oh, you are in Denmark. Okay. For, uh, yeah, just in Copenhagen, home for a, a month and a half here. So it's, it's nice being home for a little bit. Now, when we interviewed you, when you signed with the hockey club a couple of years ago, was you, uh, and I don't mean to be pry too much into your personal life, but was your father not working over in Asia at that time? Yes, and he still is. I believe I was in... I think I might have been in Thailand at that point. So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm all, all over the place when I'm talking to you, I feel like. Yeah, well, I guess uh, the U.S. Uh, national uh, soccer program had you pre-scouting for uh, that that game yesterday, right? The Thailand, the U.S. women. I know. I was pre- yeah, it worked out for them. Yeah, they, they only scored 13 goals. So you're in Denmark. Um uh, what's I, I know like Mikel Bodker is uh, Danish, uh, Nikolai mm-hmm. Ehlers. Uh, can you maybe speak yeah. to some of the growth of uh, Danish hockey here over the last few years? Yeah, it's, I, I actually don't know how many years it is, but uh, I, I mean, I think it was 15 years ago. We were obviously in the B group uh, yep. with the national team, and now we have, ever since then, we've been in the A group, and, and the growth has obviously seen a, a tremendous peak in hockey. We've I think it's eight, nine uh, NHL, full-time NHL players now, and yeah. But I mean, it's still nothing compared to to Canada or anything. I think you guys have more hockey rinks that we have hockey players here in Denmark, so we still have a bit to go. Uh, yeah. Now most guys end up playing in Sweden, don't they? The Danish players. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's like a path. Like, so I played in Sweden too, right? Um, went went to high school there, so. Um, there's a lot of good Danish players that end up in, in Sweden and then kind of go from there. Yeah, and then you ended up playing off out at uh, St. Cloud, which is where I think Matt, yeah. Hen- Matt Hendricks ended up playing. And on that note, exactly. is that not a bad uh, or a good example for you? I mean, Matt Hendricks was a, a player that kind of, you're now 26 years of age. Matt Hendricks, mm-hmm. you know, was playing in the ECHL and worked his way up to the National Hockey League. You got mm-hmm. into six NHL games this year. When you were playing at St. Cloud like three years ago, did it, three or four years ago, did you think you'd ever get in any NHL games at that time? 
uh, you know, it's it's always hard to say. It's uh, you come into the to college and and you just try to focus on that. But I mean, it was obviously a dream um, to play the NHL someday, and you just kind of try to focus one day at a time and, and see see where it takes you. Okay, uh, this year, and we had Jay Woodcroft on in the first hour. Uh, he's been extended uh, by Ken Holland, the new general manager. You ended up with 18 goals and 40 points in 51 games. You went plus 30 uh, this season. I think you played mostly with Malone and Gambardella when the three of you guys were together. Yeah. But can you, what what sort of difference did Jay Woodcroft and Dave Manson uh, joining JF Uhl on that coaching staff, what did they mean to your group down there? You know, they it was it was amazing um, what, what they meant to all of us. They have a lot of patience. They're such good developers. They really get their point across, and and they kind of get the whole team on the same page and and everybody to buy in uh, on that same page. So that was huge for us. And. I think that's that's why we had such uh, tremendous success last season. I mean, it's uh, no disrespect intended for the two previous years because you just finished up mm. two years now in Bay. But was it a completely mm. different experience this past year? I mean, it's it's always different under different coaches, right? right. Uh, so I mean, it, it's hard to say. But uh, last year we we had a really good year and and really good players too so uh, yeah it, it just really worked out last year and, and that was really really cool to be a part of now you i believe you were a group six free agent uh so it wasn't necessarily an automatic that you were going to get and i know for a fact there were other nhl organizations mm. that had spoken to your agent and say hey don't rush off mm. and sign something so why did you make the decision to return you know it's it's uh well first of all like it's it's such a great organization. I've really enjoyed my time here, and it's like it's sometimes it's not a like it's not about money. It's where you feel comfortable, where you have have a value. Um, I feel like the organization knows who I am. Woody obviously likes me. Like that's that's just something you can't really put a price on. And then there's been a lot of guys resigning in Bakersfield, and and you can almost see like every guy wants to be a part of this. Uh, what do you have to do to take the next step and get more games at the NHL level, Patrick? Um, I think I um, I took a good step in the right direction last season, and I think I I just need to um, keep that development going. Um, work on my speed still; it's it's gotten gotten a lot better, but can still improve. Um, just think the game a little bit faster sometimes, and I think I'll, I'll be just fine. And you did represent Denmark in the World Hockey Championship. How did that go for you? I think it went pretty well. Um, I got uh, got there halfway through. We had, we had some tough games once I got there. I think we had uh, Finland, U.S., Canada, and Slovakia once I got there. Um, but it's a, obviously a good experience. It's uh, always fun playing against the, the best teams there. And, yeah, it was a really good experience. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, you're joining us from Denmark. We'll let you... Uh, it's, what time is it there right now? 8.12 or 9.12 at night? Uh, 9.12 at night. 9.12, eight hours ahead. Uh, thank you for taking yeah. time to join us here on Oilers Now. Congratulations on getting the extension done. Thank you, Bob. Appreciate you, it. You bet. That is Patrick Russell of the Oilers organization. Uh, it is 112 in Edmonton. You can text us at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line. Think all dealerships are the same. Think again. Experience buying a vehicle on your terms with no pressure at Heartland Ford. Um, 
Again, you can text us at 630-630. Oilers GM has texted the show to say, Bob, they called some Raptors fans classless for cheering KD's injury, which I think for a few seconds people didn't realize the situation. But what the United States team, what the women did yesterday, was beyond classless. It was a disgrace from Oilers uh, GM. And I and I made reference that it was some fans in a tweet. And, and then I also, you know, like in Calgary, being at that game at the end of the year, and I know it was regular season versus a chance to clinch for a championship. And I know Kevin Durant has maybe a little bit different personality than Connor McDavid. But the, the Flames fan, there was genuine concern when McDavid went out, of, you know, the moment he hit the goalpost. And that's because their fans are knowledgeable. And they realize, like, look, this is a great Canadian player, and nobody wants to see a player of that caliber. You know what? In Boston, same thing happened when Steve Stamkos careened into the post. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply as well. 113 in Edmonton. When we come back, Wayne Gretzky on Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. Uh, it's 115 in Edmonton. When I grew up listening to uh, some of the top uh, radio personalities in town, I never wanted to be bluffed or lied to. So on that uh, note, I want to fully disclose we had to pre-tape our next conversation due to uh, some prior commitments that Wayne Gretzky had. But on that note, let's get to our talk uh, with uh, the legend himself, Wayne Gretzky. And it starts by the fact that, hey, there's nothing better than Game 7 of a Stanley Cup Final. Wayne, nothing better than seeing Game 7 in a Stanley Cup Final, is there? No, uh, it's pretty special, especially if you get to play in it. <laughs> So um, I'm sure both teams are anxious and a little bit nervous, but there's no better feeling to have that opportunity for one more win to be able to lift the Stanley Cup. Um, that's what you play for all year, and I'm sure both teams are really excited about uh, tonight's hockey game. Well, you did play in it once, and that was back in 1987, and I, and I know the fans voted the 84-85 team the best team in NHL history. I've always believed your team in 86-87 was actually the best team uh, in NHL, uh, you know, was the best of the Oilers championship teams. It's just Philadelphia had a better team that year. What was, do you recall your emotions going into that game seven at uh, what was then Northlands Coliseum going into that game? Yeah, you know, everyone was pretty anxious. In those days, we played every second day. There was a circus that was in town um, on the Friday, so we couldn't play till Saturday, so we had one extra day to think about it. 
I think that uh, there was obviously uh, some nervous tensions, especially after coming off a loss in game six, where we thought we had an opportunity to wrap it up. Uh, Coupled with that, we lost game five at home where we didn't play very well. So going into game seven, I don't think we were nervous, but I think the players as a whole were anxious. But we had such great leadership with guys like Mark Messier and Harry Curry, Kevin Lowe, uh, that everyone kept each other sort of calm and sort of relaxed. We had a really good morning skate that day, I remember. And uh, we really had a lot of belief from Grant Pierre. Ron Hexall had been outstanding, and he won the con fight that year. But we also had so much confidence and faith in Grant that we were pretty excited about going into Game 7. Uh, that game seven, by the way, Wayne was played May thirty first, nineteen eighty seven. That's Daryl Cates's birthday. Daryl was in the building that day, so uh, he got quite the birthday present. Was there a moment? Was it the Glenn Anderson three one goal where you guys finally thought, "All right, we have this thing"? Or uh, you know, take us, take us, because if I recall early, the, the Flyers had a pretty decent start to that hockey game. Yeah, we didn't start off great. Uh, I think nerves kind of got the best of us at the beginning of the night. Um, I remember we took a couple of silly penalties early in the game. One of the things that we were known for was we became a really disciplined hockey club uh, as we became an older team. And we never got in a situation where we beat ourselves. And in the first part of that hockey game, we weren't really playing the way that we probably could play. Consequently, uh, our start wasn't good. But as the game went on, I think our maturity and our experience of being in Stanley Cup playoffs really showed and took over. And I know people talk a lot about the year we lost to the LA Kings, about being inexperienced and immature, and there's no question that we deserve that sort of reputation at that point in time. But as time went on over the years, one of the things that we took great pride in was our discipline and our experience. And uh, fortunately, that came through as the game went on. And I think ultimately, at the end of the day, Grant Fuhrer was the difference in Game 7. We're joined by Wayne Gretzky from the Oilers Entertainment Group. Of course, uh, legendary Hockey Hall of Famer Bob Stoffer with you. Now, Game 7 tonight, Boston and St. Louis. Wayne, uh, the Oilers have never lost a playoff game in Boston, but there's a caveat to that. In 1988, uh, you won one and didn't get credit for another because the lights went out. Just before we get to the current here and now, what do you recall about the lights going out in 1988 in Boston? Well, a few things. Uh, in those days, we were not a very good team in Boston Garden. I think if you look at our record from 79 to 88, uh, it wasn't very good. We lost a lot of hockey games in that arena. Uh, part of that was due to the fact we didn't play very good in the smaller ice surface. Part of that had to do with the fact that it might have been the fourth or fifth game on an Eastern road trip. So going into game three, you know, there was anticipation. I think we won 3-1 and 3-2 or 3-2-4-2 uh, the first two games in Edmonton. And people felt, you know, this could be a series that turns around real quick and it could be 2-2 going back to Edmonton. And I think one of the best games that our hockey club had ever played was game three in Boston Garden. We won 7-3. to So, obviously, after being up three games to zero, you know, there was a sense of, okay, what are we going to do? When we win uh, the next game, 
where are we going to go? What are we going to do? We're going to have a family party. We're going to get together. So we had arranged to do this big event at a, a restaurant bar in Boston. And I remember when Craig Simpson scored the goal to make it 3-3, the late Ace Bailey said that uh, when the red light came on, that stole all the electricity in the Boston Garden and the light shut off. And I remember sitting at this uh, restaurant after the game, and it was kind of a numbing feeling because we didn't lose, but we didn't win. And we're all sitting there like, okay, now what's going to happen or what are we going to do? We flew back to Edmonton the next day. Then we practiced on Friday. And uh, consequently, you know, we ended up winning game seven. But it was pretty surreal feeling that we all had in that locker room, not knowing what was going to transpire over the next 24 hours. Wayne Gretzky joining us on Oilers now. Wayne, uh, you've got the St. Louis connection, obviously, through Janet and her family. You were briefly a Blues player yourself. What has it meant to that community to have St. Louis uh, make it? And and, and there's a lesson in it because they were dead last on New Year's Day. But uh, to see St. Louis make it uh, to the seventh game of the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. I spent a lot of time in St. Louis, and it's a wonderful city. Uh, the people are a lot like the people in Alberta, uh, very low-key, uh, extremely nice, overly friendly. Uh, it's a baseball town. Don't get me wrong. The Cardinals are, mean a lot to that city. But over the years, players like Bernie Federico and Kelly Chase and, of course, Brad Hull, they've done so much in that community to help youth hockey and grow the game of hockey in not only St. Louis but Missouri. And I was telling friends yesterday in Toronto that you know, St. Louis right now, what's going on there is a lot like what the Raptors are going through in Toronto and all of Canada. Uh, everybody's rallied around the Blues, and they're hoping for a big win in Game 7. And there's, words can't describe how exciting it is for sports fans and hockey people in St. Louis right now. But they have their work cut out. I'm not saying they can't win, but, you know, Mark Messier and I and Paul Coffey and Kevin used to say all the time, you play 80 games for a reason, and that reason is to get home ice advantage in Game 7. Yep. And that home ice advantage is a big thing, and Boston earned it, and they're going to be a tough team to beat. I'm not saying they can't be beaten, but they're going to be a tough team to beat in Game 7. Wayne, you were at the basketball game, Game 5 of that series between Golden State and Toronto. Uh, Kawhi Leonard has just been unbelievable. Went on that 10 nothing run, and I, I can imagine that a building, people thought the coronation was, you know, Literally in their hands, but Golden State, I mean, think of going, you know, what happened to Kevin Durant and get, you know, blowing a lead and being behind by six, two and a half minutes left in the game. Golden State sure showed the heart of a champion, didn't they, in that basketball game? Yeah, and and you know, Bob, the hardest thing in a playoff, in in a final of basketball or hockey is to win the fourth game. And it's even harder to win the fourth game against the previous champions because, Champions have the heart of a lion, and they don't go away. They don't want to lie down. And that fourth win is going to be the hardest win the Raptors have ever had in their franchise history. And sitting there at the game last night, I was so impressed. Uh, in the last couple minutes of the ball game, and you could see and sense how good Leonard was and how he took his game to a different level and how good Stephen Curry was. The two of them going back and forth over those last two minutes and they raised their their games. They elevated their games to even a higher level. And for me, as an ex-athlete and as a sports fan, sitting there, it was so cool to see how composed they both were under pressure and how badly they both wanted to win. 
and that's what made it real fun for me because I'm sitting there thinking, okay, I've been fortunate enough to be in this position and how exciting it is and how much they must be loving it. And they both didn't disappoint. They both went to another level, and that was fun to watch. Well, that's what we're hoping to see, uh, Boston-St. Louis Game 7. But, Wayne, you might have a pretty significant uh, golf event, maybe. I know you were, You just wrapped up the, what, the RBC Open in, uh, in Toronto, and Dustin was there. But I think there's – is there not a prominent uh, major taking place here in the next couple of weeks? Well, listen, you know, I said to him the other day, I said, it's hard to win two weeks in a row. If you're going to win one, the U.S. Open is such a big trophy. Uh, <laughs> I'd love to see him win the Canadian Open. He won it last year. So, you know what, going into this week, he feels good. I'm excited. I'm going to go down to Pebble. I'm really looking forward to watching him. Wayne, uh, hey, we appreciate you taking time to join us on short notice. Uh, enjoy, enjoy it, and uh, we'll touch base down the road, okay? All right, enjoy the game tonight. It should be a great one. Thanks, Wayne. All right, that is uh, Wayne Gretzky in a pre-tape because we don't fake here on Oilers Now. Turcott or Byram, Dock or Caulfield, 630 Chet is challenging you to accurately predict the top eight draft picks this summer at the NHL Draft. It's part of the 630 Chet NHL Mock Draft Challenge presented by AMJ Campbell. Uh, whoever can successfully pick the top eight picks of the draft in correct order will have a chance to win $500 cash, courtesy of our friends at AMJ Campbell. Enter your mock draft at 630Ched.com. You can be $500 richer. And James in Lloydminster wants to uh, jump in on our Heartland Ford text line. You can always text us at 630-630 on the Heartland Ford text line. Not your small town dealership with a new huge state-of-the-art facility. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford out in Fort Saskatchewan. Uh, Bob, wasn't the RBC open in Hamilton this year? Yes, it was. It just wrapped up. In fact, Connor McDavid, uh, I believe, was spotted there twice over the course of the RBC open. Um, he was also... I think he was at uh, Game 5. I know there was the picture of Wayne Gretzky and uh, Bill Russell. Uh, Bill Russell, obviously, <laughs> there's a guy who won for fun when the Celtics always used to beat the Lakers before many of you were born. James and Lloyd Minster, speaking of Philip Roberg, not intending to disrespect your opinion, Bob, says James, but uh, I, 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 seen, I, I see you have uh, Broberg going to the Oilers at number 8 the other day. On top of the lack of need for a lefty defense, he doesn't move the puck well at all. I know he can skate, but I'm personally not even sure that he has elite skating that you need to uh, be an NHL player. I understand the thinking of stockpiling defensemen, but Broberg, to me, is a massive gamble at eight over much more certain things. Could you speak to this or maybe ask Edwards about him? Thanks from James and Lloyd. Well, a couple things. I am not 100% a believer that you draft the best available player it's in a cap world. I might be more, I might finagle out a bit to need. So, however, Keith Gretzky made it quite apparent on yesterday's show that uh, he believes in drafting by need, or by drafting the best available player. I'll ask Mark Edwards coming up here on uh, Philip Broberg when we come back after a global news weather traffic update uh, with Cassandra Jodwin. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.